Sports. What it is, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central. And we are live from the at John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. And we're working out at the YMCA. <laughs> I heard it's fun to stay there. I don't know about staying there, but I like to exercise there. Yeah, I'll tell you yeah, what. Yeah. I don't know about the staying part either. Albuquerque, you got a Fredless Friday on your hands here. But luckily, we brought in the ringer, Robert Gibson, in the house. Good afternoon, Robert. What's going on? What's going on, man? Just having a good day, man. It was a beautiful day, wasn't it? I know. It, it, it's, it's nice, and I, I keep hearing about you guys upset about losing this hour. I am in the minority with you. I, I love it. I actually like it. Are you an early riser? Yeah. Yeah. When are you up, like 5.30? I get up between 5.30 and 6. It's like you're still on military time, aren't you? I, I don't know what time it is. But <laughs> I, get up. I, get up. I don't actually do anything. I'm just up. So Lucky matter. to have Robert with us today. We'll be talking sports all day. We'll be talking Aaron Rodgers, Odell Beckham, Cam Newton, John Gruden, Shaquille O'Neal. We'll be discussing MLB free agency. We'll have our way too early in the season NBA overreactions. And, of course, the last segment is always the I-9 varsity. Got some tech diffs here, but thanks for hanging out with us, Albuquerque. Behind the glass, back at the John Lopez Real Estate Studio, is super producer Mike Vital. He won't be able to join us today, but he is there in spirit. 505-246-0610. Hit us up on the text line. You can text us, but you can't call us today. So our apologies. So you're just going to have to listen to us for three hours. There'll be no you, only us. So we're here at the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio for a charity event for Locker 505. They're having a fun little casino night here. Uh, I wasn't briefed on the rules, and I wasn't briefed on when it started, but we're going to have a lot of people throughout the house here pretty soon, and we're going to have some fun people on air with us today to talk about Locker 505 and what they're doing here at John Lopez Real Estate. This is a nice setup, Van. It's pretty sweet, isn't it? It's very nice. They got the tables felted. They got the chips out. They got the cards out. Yeah. Uh, The the beer is iced. Oh, I didn't even know that. There's soda pops. Hey, don't. No, wait, Don't wait, get wait, too happy. No. Yeah, I was going to say. You're, you're super excited I'm, for I'm, 701, I'm, aren't you? Yeah, I'm clock watching already. <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers is back in the news. Surprise, surprise. If you're not sick of talking Aaron Rodgers already, we're going to give you some more. I don't think he's left the news. Ever left the news. Ever. His whole career. When did he have like a chill time where he's like, you know what? Even when he wasn't playing, he was in the news. Sure. He was just. He's always been in the, either on the fringe of the news or the main story every single time. So Aaron Rodgers unsure if they're going to play on Saturday, on Sunday, excuse me. His 10-day quarantine is up on Saturday. Right. And if Joe Rogan gave him the right drugs, then he'll probably be able to play, right? He's playing. You know, you, you 100%? Playing. Yes. After what? happened last week seven points to the Chiefs defense I don't think they can afford to lose two games in a row well they might lose 
with Aaron Rodgers on the field this Sunday because they got the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson is back. Oh, it's just a quarterback reunion. Yeah, how about that? Everyone's coming out, coming out of the woodworks. Aaron Rodgers and the anti-Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. (laughs) Russell Wilson, never done a thing wrong in my life. Russell Wilson, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Russell Wilson, 30 minutes early to church. Yeah, he makes he makes Aaron Rodgers looks like one of the top five supervillains of all time. He, <laughs> he makes Aaron Rodgers look like Lex Luthor. Yeah. <laughs> so I, here's the problem. I I'm in a couple pick'em leagues, Rob. Okay. And I had to submit one yesterday on right. paper. We're back in the the that's, 1940s that's on our school. on our pick'em leagues. That's old school. So I got one on my phone, one on the internet. And then one I have to do on paper. Okay. So I wasn't sure if Aaron Rodgers was coming or not. So I had to take the Seahawks, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, for Sunday's game. And this game is in Seattle, correct? Yeah. That's not a bad pick at all. No. That's not a bad pick. Even with Aaron Rodgers, I think it's, it's, a, it's a coin flip. Right. But on the one on my phone, I get to switch it right before game time. <laughs> so if Aaron Rodgers is playing, Albuquerque and loyal listener, you know I'm a Packers homer. I'm a Packers dork. Go Pack Go. So you, you're if Aaron Rodgers plays, you're definitely picking the Packers. If Aaron Rodgers plays, I'm picking the Packers. Because he's coming back with a vengeance. Even though he hasn't practiced. Even though he hasn't practiced. I mean, okay. he didn't practice all year. That's true. Oh, you know what? I just had an epiphany. Now that I think about it, that might be a bad pick. Why is that? Because he didn't practice all preseason. He didn't practice minicamp. And, that and they got one. whooped. Week one. Got, whooped yeah, in week waxed. one by the waxed. Saints. Yes. Another I, NFC West team on the slate. I think this was a little a little bit different, though, because you know mentally this has been eaten at him. He wants to prove everyone wrong, everyone that's been bashing him for what he did, what he lied about. He figures if he comes out and plays and he plays like he can, all is forgiven because he'll get the W. You know Vegas has that inside info. Mm-hmm. You know Vegas has probably like got cameras, like drones, flying around his house, seeing how sick he actually is. Like, cause he got COVID. Uh, it's gonna, it, he's gonna feel it at least a little bit. Yeah. No one is like completely asymptomatic. He's at least gonna have some snivels and a fever. Right. Like no one like is completely unaffected by it. But I guarantee you, even if he has a fever, even if he has the snivels, he ain't admitting it. He will never admit that. He, ain't, he could be on his deathbed and he'd be like, <coughs> I'm fine. I'm, I'm a fine. picture of hell. I'm, I'm doing so good. <laughs> I'm fine. Leave me alone. I'll see you guys on Sunday. Speaking of, I'm surprised TMZ hasn't gotten any exclusive footage. You know they're good for that. Oh, they're probably hanging out you know, right outside the, the Rogers compound. I'm surprised but, they haven't got anything on him. Well, he's got a quarantine for 10 days, and the 10 days is up on Saturday. And everyone expects if his health is at least a six. A 6 out of 10. If Aaron Rodgers' health is compared to my looks, then he's playing. Because we all, we all know that I'm a 6. If, if Aaron Rodgers plays, I'm switching my pick back to the Packers. If Aaron Rodgers plays, I think he's a difference maker. Because, you know, Joe Rogan's probably pumping him full of ivermectin. Oh, yes. And hydrochloroquine. Every drug possible that's not a vaccine is going through Aaron Rodgers' system right now to make sure he's healthy enough to play on Sunday. He's the poster boy. It's all riding on him. Like, he cannot go out there and not play. Or he cannot go out there and play and play horrible. Yeah, like, 
One America News, like One America News Sports, <laughs> yeah. Breitbart Sports is right. like, like Aaron Rodgers is going to beat him by 80 points. Watch. COVID's not real. But think about if he does go out and play out of this world. We'll never hear the end of this. Yeah. We will never hear the end of this. Told you it's a hoax. Yep. So with that being said, I hope the Packers lose by 80. <laughs> <laughs> He's just – you see him just – he can't breathe. Yeah, I, like, wanna, yeah, I want all of all of the ailments to come out at the same time. He's gonna have a mask. Yes, like, he's gonna have like the the oxygen on every time. He, like, in between every single play, he's gonna be taking hits off the oxygen. That's what I need to happen because I don't think I can take it if he plays lights out. I'm not prepared. I'm mentally not prepared to hear a whole week week's worth of <laughs> Joe Rogan sticking it to everyone and Aaron Rodgers sticking it to everyone. Speaking of Joe Rogan, you see Snoop was on Joe Rogan today? Yes, I did. I'm, I'm excited for that one. Yes. That's going to be a good one. I used to be a huge Joe Rogan fan. I used, to, I used to love his, his brand of podcast, but since, uh, since the pandemic, since COVID, I've lost a lot of respect for the guy. I think it was the – But I still catch it when there's a good guest on. <laughs> I think it was all the money that he got in that contract that kind of changed him for me. I'm with you on that one. When he when he when he signed that huge contract, it went a different way that I wasn't as big as a fan. You know who's going to be on Joe Rogan the second the season is over, and that's oh. put, potential COVID survivor Aaron Rodgers. And that's how they're going to hype it up. So that's uh-huh. what I'm saying. This game hinges on that interview because they're going to spend an hour on this game alone. You think it's just going to be like oxygen in between each play? And he's going to be throwing <laughs> up on the field and. Ice packs under his helmet. He's just gonna <laughs> passer rating of three hundred. Like, ow! Like I don't want to hear this. It's just an IV of horse dewormer oh at halftime. Oh my goodness! We'll be back with more Rogers talk, and we're gonna hit up Odell Beckham Jr. We're gonna hit up Cam Newton when we get back. You're listening to the show on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. And we get down, we get down at the YMCA. I think I'll put a bow on that Aaron Rodgers talk. I need the I mean, rest of the day off on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you could go down that wormhole. I'm getting get, burnt out. Yeah, yeah. His, his fun, quirky eccentricities yeah used to be my favorite i was like ah he's so funny he's so clever he's the smartest guy in the room and he kind of exposed himself in the past couple weeks and it legit hurts my heart yeah because well we were talking about joe rogan and that he's going down that same path how i feel about joe i i love the guy loved him as comedian then he got he got into the uh podcasting and now it's just like and that's how i feel about aaron Rodgers too same thing Odell Beckham Jr. has a team. So, so we're going to go from Aaron Rodgers to Odell. Oh, man. <laughs> More thorns in <laughs> yeah. our side here. <laughs> oh, okay. Can we, can we talk uh, at the break? Okay. Yeah. Thank you for your help. A little behind the curtain right there, trying to put out some technical difficulties here. We're going to try to fix that during the break so we can take callers. And I could hear my producer in my ear. So a little behind-the-scenes work in the – the radio world here. You saw it in real time. Odell Beckham Jr., throwback prima donna wide receiver, now has a home in Los Angeles. Man. 
Robert, is this a good fit for the Rams? Um, it's a good fit for Odell. I don't know about the Rams. It's a great fit for him because he doesn't have to go there and be the man. He's, he's just another piece that's put into um, a system that's already proven so far, just speaking on this season, and he doesn't have to be the number one receiver. They have Cooper Cup. They have Jefferson, you know, um, Robert Woods. So wherever he can get in and where he can fit in, it's great. But here's the problem that I see. It's not enough balls to go around. Sure. It's not enough. There's, it, there's not enough Stafford passing attempts. <laughs> and it's not because of who they have already. It's going to be because of him because I feel like he's going to try to do too much and prove that he's still the man that he was at the Giants. And I, I still think he has that skill set. Oh, he does. Because even if it's uh, 90%, 80% of what he used to be, 90% of Odell Beckham Jr., his first four out of five years, he's a superstar in the league. So if you're getting 90% of that guy, that's still a very good wide receiver. That's way, way ahead, way light years better than Deshaun Jackson. Sure. And, and, and they're and, essentially and, just swapping those guys out. I agree with you there, and I think he's a step better than uh, Van Jefferson as well. As much as I root for my namesake, <laughs> anybody named Van, I'm, I'm you with it. I'm in your, t- I'm on your team. So I think he really wanted to go to Green Bay and play for Aaron Rodgers until he was like, "Oh, that's, wait, yeah, that's who he is. This is actually Wisconsin." <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do oh, with no. not wanting to play with. Anti-vax, flat earther Aaron Rodgers. I think he didn't want to be like when he gets off the game. He can't like go party on the Sunset Strip like he's going to do in L.A. Very true. He's going to be true. in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Very true. If there's not a Packer game in Green Bay, that city shuts down at like six thirty at night. Well, I think that was. Is he going to go to like Denny's? <laughs> Is he going to go to Denny's after the game? Go get the blue plate special at the little neighborhood diner in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Do you think? With the way that his career's been going lately, that's really one of the concerns that he's having. Do you think he's still that kind of immature athlete? A hundred percent. You think so? Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I do. Was, I was trying to give him the benefit of a doubt. Then I looked at a picture of him. And I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. Still, that, uh-huh. that's still the guy. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, he's still he's still that guy. And then everybody putting that picture of him getting off the getting off the plane and yeah. him just swag to the max. Yeah, yeah. Touch it. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't in his, like, athletic clothes, like, ready to hit the gym and go to work. This dude swagged out, like, ready to party already, man. And I, do you, I mean, do you blame the guy? Not at all. Like, not at all. He's, he's not the president. He's not, like, he's not trying to cure cancer. He's playing, <laughs> he's playing a game. Like, let the dude have a good time. He's let the LA. dude live it up in Los he's, Angeles. He's in L.A., brand-new stadium. The team is already great. He's coming to be, what, the third-best receiver? Sure. He's, he's, they're not looking at him to save them. or No, not at all. It's all about fun. It's all about partying. He's probably – he can't wait to catch his first touchdown because he has it choreographed to the T. I bet you. You know. Oh. You know. He's going to show out. Think he's going to do like some reference to Cleveland, like some Browns. Oh, that would be awesome. Is there like a Cleveland Browns dance, like the uh, Icky Shuffle or something, but well, for Cleveland? Well, maybe he might like get on all fours. Like and, a and, dog. And, like a dog okay. and put the leg up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be so good. <laughs> and if he falls flat on his face, okay, good for us. 
As yeah. That's another good segment for us to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And just lambast him that he ain't got it no more. So it's all on you, Odell, to but give us. I think he's still got it. Give us the content. And, no, he, he and there's no, pre- no, no pressure whatsoever. And now he's a shiny new toy exactly. for Sean McVay. And he could have gadget plays and do fun stuff. And he doesn't have the pressure to be the guy anymore. Because when he left the Giants and went to Cleveland, he had the pressure to be Odell Beckham Jr. And now he doesn't have that pressure anymore. He could just be number three on the totem pole. He could just have fun. Do you think McVay immediately implements him into being something huge for the offense? I bet week one he has a play for him. I bet the second he signed, Sean McVay is like, I'm drawing something up cool for this guy. Yeah, There'll be something fun this week. He's not going to be an integral part of the offense, like, immediately, day one. Mm-hmm. But I think he's going to draw up something fun for him. And like, he's going to go out there and get a big catch, make a big play, spike the ball, run off the field, pump up the crowd. I just hope – I actually, you know, I'm not a Rams fan. I hope it works out. But usually when a team piles up these types of players, it never works. It's kind of like the NBA – but in football, it, I've never seen it really work in football. I'm trying to think because they picked up Von Miller. They have Odell, Stafford. You know, you're looking at big-name guys who used to be – well, Stafford's still top of his game. But these other guys, you're like, okay, I know the names. Are they still playing the way they got their names? Walking into the building, the man himself, John Lopez, John Lopez Real Estate. We'll, uh, we'll get you on next segment. We've got some – Good, good looking event here, man. Can't wait to talk about it. So I, I, I like. I think it's a better story if Odell is a team player and a good locker room guy, and it works out, and he makes some big plays throughout the year and big plays in the playoffs, and he's that fun shiny toy for Matthew Stafford, and he gets to do some cool stuff in the playoffs. Like I like that story better. I don't. But if he chokes and falls on his face, <laughs> I, that's just no, as interesting. Well, I don't want the choke. If, I want him to. Go full blown to. Yeah, that's what I want. Just like, ruin the yeah, whole team. Yeah, ruin just, all the locker room chemistry. Just make it me, 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 and yes. ruin everything. If he doesn't get twenty targets a quarter, <laughs> <laughs> just just dump on everybody. That's what I want. That's the storyline I want. That would be a fun one too. Because then, then the dad comes back into play. We're we're up against a break here, so <laughs> let's just barely touch on Cam. You think there's anything left in the tank for Cam Newton? Um, yes, it is, but. It's not a lot. Not a lot. It's, it's not something that'll make, especially that team, have like a playoff run or anything like that. That's more than Sam Darnold. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sam's got to go. I was I was <laughs> super wrong on Sam Darnold. You were you thought he was going to do something? I thought he was going to be an above average NFL quarterback. Did I you thought watch I thought him like in college. Yeah, uh, he was he was fine in college. Yeah. I mean, he was a, a good game manager, made some big plays here and there. But I think that's what it was for me. He was just a game manager. I thought it was just the curse of the Jets is what it was. Like once he once he got out of New York, once he got out of the Jets organization, he's gonna be like, okay, he went from being garbage, he went from being garbage to being at least average or above average in uh, in Carolina. So I thought he'd be a, an integral part of the Carolina offense. And be able to manage the game, manage the game well enough to like let Christian McCaffrey shine. And I, he's whatever it is, he's got to be. Cam Newton's got to be better than what Sam Darnold's shown. Ah, uh, yes, but we just saw Cam in New England. Yeah, 
But I'll say this, though. He doesn't have the weapons in New England. He didn't have the weapons that he had, uh, the non-weapons that he has now. He's got he got some pieces in Carolina. Sure. Uh, Roddy Anderson. Yeah. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Of course, Christian McCaffrey. Well, him, like, once every two months, but. Yeah, <laughs> right. You can't. I, I, you know what? That's one player that I've given up on. I can't. Van cries in fantasy football. <laughs> I got Christian McCaffrey on both my teams this year. Oh. It's been rough. We're talking John Gruden when we get back. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. And welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studios. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. And we're getting swole at the YMCA, Robert. Loyal listener, Albuquerque, New Mexico, we told you we're coming back talking about John Gruden. But I got a better John for you. I like that. John Lopez, <laughs> John Lopez Real Estate. Welcome to the show, buddy. I appreciate it. I'm just asking you one question. Can John Gruden sell your house within one day? Oh, man, you could do it. <laughs> and bring you back top dollar and make sure that you stay ahead of this market curve. I'm, I'm assuming you're going to be way less racist and bigoted than yeah. John Gruden, I though. Think, I think so that's the right John. That's a, yeah. <laughs> John Lopez Real Estate, Cold War Bank of Legacy, new friend of the show. John Lopez is now one of the boys, and it's good to have him on. He's going to be on with us periodically, once or twice a week, whenever he's got time and come hang with us. John, what are we doing here tonight? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You know, one of the reasons why uh, we kind of came together was because we had similar interests, which was Albuquerque, which was the people of Albuquerque, which was New Mexico. And that chain of events brought us together because we're big supporters of Locker 505. The show is big supporters of Locker 505. That's right. And today, Coldwell Banker Legacy, we're hosting Casino Night. At our home building on Wyoming Paseo. Anybody can come, believe it or not. All right. Come put five bucks in, get uh, enchiladas, get all kinds of uh, um, different types of food we're going to be having, and play some poker. All for money. And if you want to come down here, what's the address? 8200 Carmel. It's at the corner of uh, Wyoming and Paseo. You just come up Carmel, and you just walk in the front door, and you will be playing poker, raising money for Locker 505, and having a great time. We'll be doing pictures. We'll be signing autographs. The famous Robert Buck D. Gibson is wow. here. I know no one ain't going to come in here to see Man, me. Man, stop it. But <laughs> stop it. Robert Gibson has on a absolutely beautiful corduroy blazer hey, on hey, right hey, now, hey, and he hey. is looking so good, and hey. he's ready to take your pictures and give out some autographs. So come down here, meet John Lopez, meet Robert Gibson. You can bypass me. I'm kind of <laughs> – I'm a solid. I'm a solid six. I might break. I might break your camera. Oh, with so that tell- hair, boss, you got an eight and a half. Oh, oh hey There we go. Oh, John started. John's drinking already. Oh, here we go. We're here. We're here at the cl- cl- Club Blue, at the John Lopez Real Estate Cold War Banker Legacy Studio. About to have a casino night. About to have some fun. Raise some money for a good cause. How did your relationship with Locker Five Hundred Five start? Well, you know, it was just kind of fortunate because one of our main guys, our professional photographer who works in staff here at Coldwell's, super, super involved with Locker 505, Mike Bstat. 
And I swear, that guy is about the coolest guy you'll ever meet. He's an artist. He does all our photography for all our houses. And he does so much for Locker 505. And apparently one night, uh, he was talking with, you know, the show and just said, I have another guy who has similar interests, and you guys should give him a call. And that's how my name got brought in. And thank God, because I've had so much fun on your radio show. <laughs> People are already calling me and texting me, telling me they're learning stuff already about the market and laughing because, you know, when you put a bunch of guys together, what are we going to do? Right. We'll make fun of each other. Right. <laughs> so so what time are we kicking off tonight? Because we're already here hanging out. Yes, right. sir. Well, what time does the event actually start? I think the event starts officially at 5 uh, as Jonathan Hamilton, one of our top real estate producer, producers, <laughs> realtor producers, uh, is uh, signaling to us. And uh, we're going to be from 5 to 8. Uh, I think, I think there is some, is seltzer water just regular water? Uh, I don't know. I think there's both types. <laughs> Your seltzer waters have the word truly on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if that's uh, spring from Colorado or if that's brewed from downtown Albuquerque. There are some. There are bubbles. (laughs) We got some good stuff. Got some great drinks, some great food. So come on down and let's raise some money for Locker 505. So, so John, how did you come up with the concept or why was the concept of the casino night? You know, (laughs) that's such a great question. I'm just kind of a little uh, salesperson. I come to work every day, I sell houses, I educate, I empower, and I help people through the transition. But Coldwell Banker and Coldwell Banker Legacy has put together a leadership that is unheard of, especially in this industry. You know, as you can see by our Club Blue here, it's all about culture. Um, As you guys know, I was part of the Gladiators for many years. And Coach B really taught me how important the locker room and the culture is. And that's something that Coldwell Banker Legacy has really taken to heart. Our ownership, our leadership here, you're going to see Dennis running around. They come up with these great events that do two things. It creates camaraderie amongst the realtors and gives us an opportunity to help the community. You put those together and, you know, it's unstoppable. So that man right there, the blue shirt. Dennis, it's that whole team right there that came up with Casino Night. Well, they've been running around like chickens with their heads cut off this whole time, getting everything set up, (laughs) getting everything felted, getting everything iced, getting the food hot, getting ready for all these people to come help out for a great cause. We're very excited to see how this turns out. And I love me some Locker 505. You and I both. For, For people who don't know, what do they do? You know, they help the community who are a little less fortunate and just going through some personal transitions of themselves with some pride and giving them some self-worth and letting them know, you know what, you're not alone in this challenge. we got a lot of people, all the community, all of Albuquerque, all of us doing what we can to help out, regardless if it's money or socks or shoes. You know, we're going to make sure that we take care of our own. That's where Love You ABQ comes in. That's where Locker 505 comes in. Nobody's going to be left standing in our community, and, and that is kind of the heart and soul of Locker 5 and 5, and that's why we get so many people to come out and help out, you know? Who's uh, who signed that? Uh, that was going to ask the, the guitar. Yeah, is that, you have that one loaded <laughs> up yep. next to? Yep. I, the, <laughs> if you look at the Cobalt Banker custom guitar that's right there, I signed it seven times. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's awesome. Actually, it's all the actual realtors that are here. So we had one realtor who's a musician, and he's kind of downsizing himself. He has something like 28 guitars. Wow. And so he's donated these guitars, this one behind you. Yeah, yeah, I've been here. looking around. And uh, it's it's just really kind of about the, the vibe that we have in here, and all the realtors have signed them as they come in, and we hang them up. And that way you can always just kind of look up, and it's just a way for all of us to kind of – Enjoy our culture and enjoy what we got going on here. Casino night to benefit Locker 505 here at John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Yeah, I like that. We're in the studio and we're in the office and we're in the casino. Absolutely. And we're in the restaurant I was too. Say, don't as we just about got it. yes, the some, some pozole just Woo. got served up here for us. I'm very excited about. I'm a, I've been clock watching since he put the bowl. <laughs> like, when is the break? When's the next break? <laughs> when's the next break? That's. Oh, I want to watch you eat that because I wonder if it's hot or wonder if it's mild or I wonder if it's. You'll you'll know as soon as I. <laughs> Take the first spoonful. I love it. <laughs> Everybody, if you want to help Locker 505 and you want to learn about some real estate or you ain't got nothing on your schedule, you just want to have a good time and help some people, come down here. Hit them with the address again. Friday Night Lights at 8200 Carmel, corner of uh, Wyoming and Pasea, the big brick building. Just look for the uh, big, huge water tower. And you can park right there in the parking lot and come on in. You got another segment with us? You want to sit and talk some sports? Absolutely. I'm here. Talk to All you. Right. We'll be back with more ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9. And we're getting our sweat on at the YMCA. Make sure you check out our friends at the YMCA. We've been doing a lot of cool stuff with them. Keep your eye on us and keep your eye on them. We're back here at the casino night at John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio to support Locker 505. And we're really excited for people to start pouring in and having some fun, raising some money for a good cause. Boys, at the very last minute, I found a very funny story today. And we're up, uh, we got the short segment here, so we'll wait, we'll save John Gruden for next segment. But I saw this story right before he went on air that Shaquille O'Neal of Kazam fame, Shaquille O'Neal of Blue Chips fame, (laughs) actor, rapper, basketball commentator, and he played a little ball in his day too. So when he was taking on movie gigs, Mm -hmm. he got offered a role and ended up being a pretty big role for the actor who ended up taking it. Shaquille O'Neal got offered the role of John Coffey, played by Michael Clark Duncan in The Green Mile. Oh, that's Could crazy. you imagine? <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> Not my at all. gosh. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm getting tired, boss. Hey, boss. <laughs> <laughs> about a Kobe? Oh, that's awesome. I, I think he would have, like, killed those like puppies and bunnies that he was playing with man like he would have done the exact opposite of what john coffee did like it would have been a disaster on the set of, of the movie i just can't see shaq with his big personality playing that personality of john coffee which was so small and docile and yeah 
Shaq is too big of a personality to play that. Can you imagine his face? He couldn't even keep a straight face for longer than 20 <laughs> seconds. And that them eyes going all over the place. And a big old smile. <laughs> yeah, I bit. know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think John Coffey smiled except for, like, just the one time in the whole movie. You, think, you can't keep Shaquille O'Neal from cracking a joke or smiling that long. Well, and then his, his acting chops wasn't Oscar level. <laughs> you don't say. You, you named off what he was in. Kazam? <laughs> was it Kazam? Was that what it was? I believe so. No, it, don't say Shazam. Sh- not Shazam. No, it was Kazam. It was Kazam. It doesn't sound Kazam. right when I say it out loud. Yeah. It was Kazam. Well, it doesn't. Because you don't want to admit that you saw it. That's why. <laughs> you know I saw it. I think Blue I, Chips. Nobody remember. Okay. Do you remember a line from Blue Chips? You know what? I the did Shaq. love. I did love Blue Chips. I loved it for the dunks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, what did he say? He goes, these tests are racially profiled. Wasn't yeah, that the, that's sure. That, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. that was what he said. That was the only line I remember what he well, said. We could have used that line in uh, the Green Mile as well. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, coin, he coin tossed that. Oh, like, that's yeah, awesome. You just have that one line that you know from your other movie. Oh, I awesome. love Blue Chips, man. And I love uh, the program. Oh, yeah. Remember oh, yeah. the program? Oh, oh yes. yeah. It's yes. like they were trying to tell us in the late 80s and the early 90s how – corrupt college sports were and no one tried to listen until literally last year when we started giving these athletes money for name image likeness oh you forgot another Shaq movie that I just thought about a banger steal (laughs) you're looking he's like (laughs) I'm just just, I'm just staring off into the distance right now I don't remember steal I I looked in Van's eyes oh that's what he played like the giant robot superhero thing yes okay I do remember that now yes I did yeah. not see that one, darn Steel. it. I'm going to have to YouTube yeah, it. That was in the 90s. <laughs> Look, I love Shaq. I love everything Shaq's ever done. Like, he's made r- correct career choice after correct career choice. He's he, he was in some horrible movies, but he got PAID paid. Yes. And it, and it helped his clout. But I am glad he turned down because I love that movie. Absolutely. I used to be a big Stephen King dork. I love the Dark, dark Tower series. I like a lot of his early stuff. And The Green Mile is amazing. I couldn't imagine seeing Tom Hanks across a jail cell from Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> you could not take that seriously. No, How do you all. take that moment seriously? As you describe that, all I can think of is the general and a little car <laughs> yeah. driving oh, yeah. right by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's all I see right now. <laughs> so didn't this come out in 99? The Green Mile the Green itself? Mile? I'm it not sure. I think it's late 90s for sure. It had to be. I was trying to figure out was this during his time with the Lakers because I'm if that's the case I'm very glad he didn't take because he was just right down the street. I'm very glad yeah. he didn't take the role. <laughs> that would have took away from what he was doing with my team. With your t- oh Laker yeah, fan, I'm a huge Laker fan. We'll be talking about the Lakers in the five thirty segment, I believe, depending right. on how far we get backed up or not. But we have our NBA way too early overreactions, so. Robert will have a good chance to overreact on his Lakers, and I'll have a good chance to overreact on my horrible young Rockets, and I'll have a chance to overreact <laughs> on the absolutely unbeatable Golden State Warriors. Oh, yeah. They oh, look yeah. like they're back in their final form. We're down here at the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio and Restaurant and Casino. And real estate office. And 
Club Blue, baby. And Club Blue. <laughs> He's got the neon Club yeah. Blue on above our heads right now. Guitars are everywhere. People just poured some drinks. They're having fun. They're smiling. It's about to kick off here right at 5 o'clock for Casino Night to help Locker 505 and everything they do in the Albuquerque community. We're big friends with Locker 505. Any chance we get, we will help them. When we get back, we're talking MLB free agency. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. And we're live from the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. And we're getting our sweat on at the YMCA. YMCA is always doing really cool stuff in the community, so make sure you're a friend of the show and you're a friend of the YMCA. We're here at the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, Casino, (laughs) Restaurant. Bar and, and a charity event and Club Blue and baby. Club, Club Blue, Blue. <laughs> can't leave that out. We got a charity casino night for Locker Five Hundred Five. Locker Five Hundred Five does amazing things in our community. If uh, you ain't got any plans for the next three hours, come down and see us. Come down and have some fun for a good cause. The MLB Hot Stove is about to heat up. One of the best free agents classes in recent memory. I was going to ask you that. I'm, I'm looking at the top free agents, and I was going to say, is this one of the best that you've seen in a while? It is absolutely loaded. Right. As, as you know, and as friend of the show knows, I'm a big baseball dork. It's my favorite sport, and I involve myself in the minutia of everything. And I am wildly interested because, I mean, MLBTradeRumors.com, is my most visited website every year, more than Google, more than that one that ends in hub, something like that. I can't, I can't. Let's not get into that Real one. Real estate hub. Yeah, there it is. That's what it I is, John. Back, yeah, that's, 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 that's totally what it is. Yeah. And this is one of the biggest off-seasons in a long time. It is absolutely loaded. You can make, just with the free agents this year, you can make a superstar team if you're willing to spend the money. So let's go back to front and talk about some of the big potential acquisitions. A guy that I – okay, well, let's talk about two right here. And okay. these are back-to-back. MLB.com has these two ranked 17 and 18, and I'm really excited to see where they're going. I have some ideas where they're going to go, but I think the speculation mill will start up really soon, and we're not going to know anything until after the winter meetings – and we know about the rules of next year. Will there be a DH in the National League where both leagues have a DH, but it's only when the starting pitcher is in? How much is the new TV deal? How much is uh, compensation for small market teams going to be this year? The luxury tax. So there's a lot to learn before a free agency really starts heating up. But I'm wondering where the old Cy Young Award winners are going this year. Justin Verlander won a World Series, air quotes, Asterix <laughs> won a World Series with the Houston Astros, but he had to have Tommy John surgery, and he missed the last two seasons. He's entering his age 39 year, but he is an absolute war horse, and I think Justin Verlander's still got enough in him. Robert, where do you think Justin Verlander lands, and do you think he's going to get the big money coming off of this Tommy John surgery? It depends on who picks him up. Now, if you're talking about a team on the cusp that needs a veteran arm, they're going to pay him. 
he's still, like you said, he's the war horse. And then he brings all type, all types of experience, a leader in the dugout, everything that a young team that has the rest of the talent would need. And which team that will be? Ooh, I have. As a Dodgers fan, <laughs> I'm not going to say my Dodgers. You know who, who he would fit well with, but I don't think they'll get him? The Padres. Padres will take anybody. And they, they should. The San Diego Padres <laughs> are, are willing to pay anybody. They should. I think he would be, because you know the dugout problems that sure. they had. Yeah, it was rough at the end of the year. Verlander would not stand for any of that. No. Not at all. He would shut it down immediately. Yes. Another veteran on the market. A little younger than Verlander, but still aging very well. Dodgers lefty Clayton Kershaw. John, can you see him pitching anywhere except for Los Angeles? It is, I, I can't even wrap my head around Clayton Kershaw not being in a Dodgers uniform. Well, that would be really, really unusual to see. You know, one of my clients, uh, and this isn't a shameless real estate plug, but one of my clients just retired as an MLB athletic trainer. Literally, if you Google athletic trainer MLB, his picture is up there. Oh, that's wow. awesome. And one of the coolest things about it is when we were selling him his home, he was in the World Series, and I was texting him, and he wouldn't answer. And we drink <laughs> coffee every morning now that he's retired, and he goes, how can I answer? I'm in the World Series. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he had some great stuff, but when he would talk about these trades and, and, and the analysis that they put into the physiological of the specimen of the of the athlete, that takes it to that next level when we start talking these older aging, right. uh, you know, pitchers and different players. Because really, what we need from them is exactly what we're talking about: leadership and culture. Because physiologically, how many years do they really can they invest in a guy like this? They need to get that program on point, and then they need to hand it over to the young <coughs> buck that's coming up. So I think that they probably keep them, but that's kind of the logic on my thought process, you know. Yeah, no, I get it. I think you're exactly right there, especially with Justin Verlander, because I see I don't oh, see yeah. him getting – I'd be surprised if he gets two years, honestly. Yeah, I don't see that. I think he's going to get a big money deal, but it's going to be a one-year prove-it. Mm -hmm. What do you still got left in the tank? Absolutely. Like, can you still pitch at this high of a level coming off of Tommy John surgery? Is he still hungry enough to put in all the work that it takes to pitch a full season of Major League Baseball? Is, is he gonna? Are they gonna have to limit his innings? Are they gonna have to wait till the second half to really turn it on? And I think it's gonna be really interesting to see in between him and Kershaw and some other veteran pitchers. I love how loaded the shortstops are. Oh my goodness! This year, you seen all these yes. shortstops? Yes, it is the best. I mean, it's one of the best free agent classes in the history of baseball. But it's definitely the best class as far as available shortstops. Carlos Correa, Javier Baez, Trevor Story, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager. Seager yeah. Like these are all top five guys at the shortstop position. Shortstop, besides a stud starting pitcher, is probably the most important position on your team. And you got five top of the lineup guys, five perennial all-stars, five MVP candidates on the market. All right, put on your uh, your front office shoes, Robert. Mm -hmm. Who do you want out of this class? Correa, Seager, Story, 
Who sticks out to you as a, a, the biggest game changer for your team? Okay, I, like I said, I'm a Dodger fan, but I can't go with Seager right here. No. I, I have to go with Correa. I'm big on people who have been in pressure situations for a long period of time. He's only, what, 27? Yeah. And think about all of the postseason experience that he has. Five years in a row. Come on now. Championship series, five give, years in a row. Give me Correa, number one. I'm going to agree with you there, not just because I'm an Astros homer, because if Carlos Correa is healthy and he plays a full season, he's an MVP candidate every year. He had, he had the third, by war, he had the third best season in baseball this year behind only Shohei Otani and Zach Wheeler, who by some miracle pitched like seven innings every game. Every five days. He was the only pitcher all year to never miss a start, so he racked up the war. Mm-hmm. But as of, if you add offensive war and defensive war for a position player, the only person who meant more to his team this year than Carlos Correa was the two-way player Shohei Otani. So that shows what kind of player you're getting out of Carlos Correa. He's going to command big bucks, and yeah. I think it's the Yankees versus everyone else. I don't see him signing a team-friendly deal with Houston. Houston doesn't give away big, long-term contracts. Their organizational philosophy is to get them while they're young, use them during peak performance, and then let someone else overpay for them. So if Correa doesn't sign a team-friendly deal, I really see either the Mets or I think specifically the Yankees are going to go after Carlos Correa and just hand him a blank check and say, all right, you fill this in, welcome to our team for 10 years. So what, what do you think the, the question I ask is, why do we have such high talent that are free agents right now? You know what I mean? They're not signing the big deals, the long contracts. What's fueling this trend of getting all this talent out here for one- or two-year shots? Are they just jumping from team to team? hoping to get those big contracts with these young guys? You know I mean? That's a question that I would want to ask out there and find out what's fueling that. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of different factors. Yeah. It's a lot of different factors. A lot of it is just freak luck. Yeah. This is all these studs who signed five, six, seven-year deals who were coming in from their rookie deals, like had their contracts expire, didn't sign an extension with the team. They all just magically came up all this year. They all expired, they didn't do extensions, and they didn't sign uh, with their own team while they're still playing for their team. So there's a lot of factors, but one of them is just dumb luck. Yeah, like This the, is just how the calendar flipped. Like with the Dodgers, you know, without that deal uh, that got us Trey Turner, Seager, that wouldn't even be a question. Yeah. Now he's kind of – it sounds weird to say he's expendable because you have Trey Turner. Yeah, Trey Turner. Yeah. You got Trey Turner for a whole year on a team-friendly deal. Trey Turner is going to get PAID paid oh, big time. after next season. He's one of the best to do it. Yep. I mean, that's just to the riches. I mean, spoils to the riches, right? Like, the Dodgers have every position filled they already need. They can have a perennial all-star, Corey Seager, who played very well in the last three postseasons. They're just expendable. He's like, yeah, okay. Uh, he, yeah. Can, he can walk. Yeah. And if he doesn't want to sign with us for a team-friendly deal, guess what? We got all this other we firepower. Got, exactly. And we could just get somebody else. So I'm really excited to see the way this offseason shakes out, who goes where. Uh, more free agency speculation when we get back. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and 610 
AM, the sports animal. Back to Dave and Buster's Presents, the show. And we're here live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, also known as Club Blue. We're doing a casino night that benefits Locker 505. Come by 8300 Carmel, is that correct? 8200 Carmel. 8200 Carmel, oh my goodness. But you may have to park on 8300 Carmel. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's filling up in here. The people oh, yeah. are pouring in, people are getting themselves some cocktails and some food and getting ready to play some poker and some blackjack, all for a good cause. We're going to have Locker 505 on with us next segment to talk about the awesome things they do in the community. But for now, more free agency talk. You had a really good question. Absolutely. I, so my kind of thought process is really leaning towards the business side. So when you see these young guys coming into the MLB, I'm curious to see if their motivation is the ring or is their motivation the paycheck or is there a motivation for both and a balance that they got to make? You know, I mean, does their team around them, their financial and their management, help them kind of see in what direction, what's important to them? Or are they just told going for the paycheck? What are your thoughts? Well, I think if we're talking about the young players, I think it's just being finally a professional athlete. And it's for them finally, uh, you know, having that lifelong dream of doing what they love and that's their career. Um, I, I wouldn't say it wouldn't be about the rings because everybody wants to be a champion. Mm-hmm. I think it's a combination because everybody wants to get paid, too. I love it. <laughs> sure. But you bring up a good point with that, though. The young players are right. excited to be there. Right. How long before yeah. that mindset changes into, right. okay, I'm here, I want more. And right. that's great. That, that's what it's supposed to be. Absolutely. More could be money. More could be the winning. You know, yeah, you it's I think it's a sliding scale of what you just said, Rob, that the young guys, they're living their childhood fantasy, right? Like they've been working their butts off their entire life to get here. And then once that first big contract opens up, they have to decide in between what you said, just the money or the ring. Do I stay with this organization who's who's raised me like a little pup Mm -hmm. or do I go follow the cash? And then I think a really good example here to, sh- to show how bipolar this, this issue is, uh-huh. is you can look at Alex Rodriguez when he signed with the Texas Rangers. Right. That was the biggest deal mm-hmm. in free agent history. Mm-hmm. And he knew he was going to a team that was in last place. Mm-hmm. He knew that he was going to a team that, besides his contract, couldn't spend a lot of money quite yet. Correct. So he knew that he was going to be an MVP caliber player on a last place team. That's a good example of just chasing the money. And I think you see it with a lot of veterans who take team-friendly deals, organization-friendly deals. And I think a perfect example of that will be Freddie Freeman this year. Freddie Freeman won the MVP two years ago. Every every season that he plays, an entire season, he's a top-five guy in MVP voting. But he just won won a ring with the the team that he's been with his whole career. And I, just like I said about Clayton Kershaw last segment, I can't see Freddie Freeman going anywhere else. I can't see Freddie Freeman in any jersey except for Atlanta. So he's going to get his market value, but I think he's going to give a team-friendly discount. Right. See, and part of the thing you got to think about, we're talking dimensions now. So you're right. Is it a paycheck at the end of the week? That's one dimension thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're a marquee player, 
and you choose a last please team to go into, you're going to stand out. So if you can help build that program up, then some of the side return on investment are going to be deals with Nike, with Adidas, with all the other opportunities because exactly. you're standing yeah. out. So there's a lot of dimensions with these young players, middle players, and ending players trying to figure out when this whole thing is done, how do I live the rest of my life? Right. Yeah, and I was just about to ask you about that because you are, you are in business and you're, you're very successful in business. What, what would be your enticer to get that guy's like, hey, look, we only got $15 million a year on the books, but you know what else we do? We got the owner of Under Armour. He's got his own booth at the game. We got the owner of Nike. He lives right down the street. Like, these guys will take care of you, but you can't tax us that hard. Like, that is one of the most interesting things I like to see every free agency season is these big players, like, they know their market value. You can, I mean, you could look the previous couple years, the free agency, you could look at the increase uh, in the luxury tax. You know exactly what you're worth. You know exactly your market value. Are you willing to take a pay cut to go to a better team? Are you willing to take a pay cut to stay with your same team? And then if you do take a pay cut, how many endorsements are you going to get next year to make up for that? And let me blow your mind right here, something that I haven't even heard yet. After or during the game, there's a whole other platform that's emerging that creates monetary income, which is social media. Sure. Yes. You know, if you have the talent, the look, the ability, how much money can you get on those followers? Well, the thing is, this is the one knock that I do have on Major League Baseball. They do not let their star players be more visible in that way that you're speaking of because that's a whole different realm. Yes, us as baseball guys, we know who's the best. Sure. But as for the casual fan, you know who these guys are. So Be- they live at that. I think that – I think – I don't know what that is, Van. Do you think it's just that old rule of, hey, we're a business, this is what we do? Just, you know, it, it kind of like not having fun. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, you're exactly right. And – Baseball has gotten better with this in the a last couple of years. Yep, yep. And it's very unfortunate that they started to get better at this and then COVID happened and then they're not as, as visible because of other reasons. Yeah. Right. But they're starting to put their players on the map. Like this place is starting to fill up too. I'm sure you could hear the chatter in the background. Everybody's eating and drinking and having a good time. About to start playing some some cards here at eighty two hundred Carmel at the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. And Club Blue. Club Blue, Got to get Club Blue in there. And, and, and Locker 505 Casino. So come out and hang with us for a good cause. But like to back to your point, Rob, that you could ask anybody in this room right now, and I bet only the hardcore baseball guys could pick Mike Trout out right, of the lineup. exactly. Who, he doesn't want to be in the public eye. And then even if he did want to be in a public eye, like historically MLB has done a very poor job putting them in the limelight but now the last couple years like everyone knows what fernando tatis jr looks like right he's everywhere now if you see a guy in a brown and yellow baseball jersey he's got he is swag to the max he's got chains he's got the blonde dreadlocks and you know they're finally doing a better job about getting these young superstars out there so and these young superstars are getting paid for that too and like and the guys like tatis jr the guys like juan soto Acuna Jr. Right. Uh, for the Braves, do they need to do this Instagram stuff? Well, or let's like, flip it, though. As an owner, 
I find somebody that I can market right. in so many different ways than Adidas. Remember, a lot of this business models were set up in TV times yeah. or radio times. And so all these rules and regulations and monetary return comes from that era. But now I literally, any one of us could give a phone to mm-hmm. any one of these baseball players and market the team good and bad. Right, right. So I think that's where the control comes in. But it also gives opportunity where if I have a marquee player, good-looking guy, you know, who holds himself, speaks well, does, you know, some really great stuff when you put a camera on him, all I have to do is give him a phone, and he could increase my, you That's know, a whole other avenue for that's you. That's it. Yep, yep. And Absolutely. bring in people to every Friday. You know yep. what I mean? John Lopez, Real Estate, Cold War Banker Legacy. Thanks so much for joining us, man. You are just the best on the mic. Yes, you are. I'm worried I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> Thank God you're so busy with what you do already. I love and it. thanks again for supporting Locker 505 and putting on this event. It's an honor to be here, and it's an honor to, to be part of what you're doing. Well, Van, you know, to be a part of a, a station that's passionately trying to make Albuquerque and New Mexico better, you sign me up. I'm here as long as you allow me to come up the front door. And if not, I'll come in the back. Hey, <laughs> Way too early NBA overreactions when we get back. You're listening to The Show on 95.9 FM and 610 AM, The Sports Animal. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we're getting our sweat on at the YMCA. It's a Fredless Friday as he's on assignment up in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico, as he is the voice of New Mexico Highlands. But in his stead, we are so fortunate to have with us Robert Buck D. Gibson. Yes. What do you think about this setup here? Um, why can't we do this every time I'm on the show? D- d- a casino night every, yes. every single day? A- every Friday and Monday. I don't care about the Tuesday <laughs> Thursday. Friday and Monday, this needs to happen. This is nice. Well, you thought we were lucky to have Robert on today. We got another bonus for you. As I told you, we're going to do... Way too early NBA overreactions. We're going to push that back one segment because we are honored to have director and founder of Locker 505, Kim Kersher, sitting in with us. Hi, Hi Kim. How are you? We just met in person during the last commercial break. Yes, but I feel like I know you. Yes. We've been so so much about We've been talking for months and never been in the same room at the same time. I know. But here we are. Finally, we really exist. Now we know we both really exist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just a fable. Uh, Me too. Just a legend. That's the first thing she said to you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're him, finally. Okay. There really is. I thought Fred was just making him up because he needed a friend. (laughs) Did Fred warn you about the... The goofy mustache and my actual appearance. Like, did you know what was coming? Or you're like, no, no, he didn't. He didn't. He he usually warns people (laughs) because most people aren't like, oh, hi, you're Van. Most people like, oh, you're Van. (laughs) It just has like a negative connotation. No, it was truly. Oh, there really is a Van. Oh, okay. So you thought you thought it was Fred's imaginary friend. I did. Oh, okay. Right. So that was where I was going with it. So see, you really are a real person. So we're here at 8200 Carmel in the Northeast Heights at the John Lopez Real Estate Cold War Banker Legacy Club Blue Locker 505 Casino. Look at what they set up here. How exciting is this? Is that awesome? Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's you know, qui- not quiet. I mean, it's just that right level of noise right. and people and things going on and food and 
and everything. So it's it's pretty smooth. I I kind of like it. And great people. I mean, all these people have been really good to Locker 505. We ask for something and it shows up. Um, and, you know, John's been awesome to us. He loaned us a truck once when we were going out to Moriarty to service kids. He had a big box truck and we needed a big box truck and didn't want to afford, you know, to try to rent it. That's awesome. He's like, here, here you go. That's awesome. Here's your big truck. You, you take everything out to Moriarty and you, you see those kids. So, so he's been a huge supporter of ours. Here at the show, we sing you guys' praises all the time. So I'm sure they're sick of hearing us talk about Locker uh, 505. I'm sure they are. But if they don't know what it already is, can okay. you explain what Locker 505 is and what you guys do? Absolutely. So we are a local nonprofit that started eight years ago. We're in our eighth year of serving students. We've seen over 10,000 students since we opened. And we've seen um, 900, over 900 just this year since August. Wow. We're over 900 wow. kids already. But basically what we do, the kids are referred by uh, their school, their social worker, and they come in and they get a personal shopper. Wow. So we have personal shoppers that take them through our facility, and it's set up like a store. They select the clothes they want to try on. They try them on. We have dressing rooms. And we tell them how fabulous they look. That's awesome. Yeah. So they get new socks, new underwear, new shoes for obvious reasons, all three of those things, right? Um, everything else is new or gently used. Um, they get hygiene items, they get school supplies, they get a toy, they get a stuffed animal, they get snacks. We have a movie running while they're there and waiting to be seen. Um, so it's very student-oriented, and we're trying to set them up so they can go to school, feel good about themselves, and they're not worried about how they look or how things fit. They can focus on oh, their education. I needed you back in the day, Kim. Trust <laughs> me. I looked a mess going to school, and I didn't feel good until I played sports. But uh, So... You, with you being the founder, Kim, what was there one instance or circumstance or one event that made you want to start up Locker 5, 505? Well, it's, you know, it's interesting you say that. Um, I, I taught. I was a speech pathologist in APS for many years. I, and I taught in a school that really mirrored society. It had everything from million-dollar homes to um, federal-funded homes, right? So we, we had the whole the whole spectrum at the school that I was at. And I saw a lot of kids that really struggled with how they felt about themselves, how others felt about them because of how they were dressed. Mm -hmm. Had nothing to do with anything else, but you have a hole in your shoe or your shirt's too small or whatever. And um, I noticed when they got new clothes, that was something that made a difference. You, you saw a, a spark in their eye. You right. saw them hold their, their shoulders a little bit higher and stuff. And that was, that was huge. And I actually, there used to be what they called the PTA clothing bank, and I actually got very involved in that um, and was the director the last 10 years of its life. Um, and it went away, and we won't go into the stories of why, but it had nothing to do with me. I'm sure. <laughs> um, and it was gone for about a year, and I kept getting phone calls saying, what happened, where right. is it, the kids need this. Um, and I'll be real honest, I went out and went, okay, how do I start a nonprofit? What does this take? And everything I did, every piece of paper I touched, was supposed to take eight to ten weeks, and it took two days, or it took a week. Hmm. And it was very, it became very uh, evident to me very quickly that this is what I was meant to do. Right. And it was supposed to happen. I would talk to people, and they're like, as soon as you get your nonprofit, I got a thousand bucks in my pocket for you. Oh, that's great. Love it. Because we great. started without a penny, without a hanger, without a stitch of clothing, without a building. We had nothing initially but me and a few friends that said they'd be my board of directors and here we are eight years later that's awesome 
so you don't just let these kids run c- crazy in a closet. Like you actually have like style coaches, yes, who like age yes. appropriate people to help yes. them pick out correct size clothing and what fits them and seasonally appropriate. Absolutely. It was yeah, they get a personal shopper that takes them and says, that looks really good on you. Or, you know, that's a little tight. Let's look for something a little bit bigger, mm. you know, or that's a little too big. You know, that's just not your style. That's not your color. That's not your your whatever. So we really work with them about um, how they look. And we spend time asking them, how's school going? What's going on? Who's your favorite teacher? <coughs> you know, who's your best friend? What's your favorite subject? Right. So we find out some stuff. And unfortunately, sometimes we found out things we didn't really want to know. We sure. had to call the school. Sure. But, but at least they're opening up. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. That's yes. what it's about. So how did you find the idea of having age-appropriate people help out with this? And also, how do you volunteer? Well, and I will tell you, we survive on our volunteers. We do have a few paid staff, but you have to because, vol- I hate to say it, but volunteers have things come up and they don't, they don't always show. And we had to have people we knew were going to be there. I'm not paid as the direct- director, and we have several people that volunteer that are not paid. But certainly, if anybody wants to go to our website, locker505.org, really easy. You can go in and you can simply, um, there's a place to contact us. You contact me and say, hey. I want to volunteer, and we'll set you up with a tour. We have you come down. Uh, we're very flexible. Like, you can come once a month. You can come once a day. You can come once a week. Whatever works for your schedule, we're happy to have you come and, and help us. You do have to be background checked. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, there goes mine. Yeah. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> Fred is, too, by I'll, the way. Yeah, <laughs> both of us. Both of us are out. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll help in our own way, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, you guys do your own thing, yeah, but. Sitting in with us is Kim Kersher, director and founder of Locker 505, doing amazing things in the Albuquerque community, locker505.org, 505-294-1647, taking donations, looking for volunteers, looking for staff, looking to get their name out there in the community, know who they are, help them. They're doing amazing things. Again, that is Locker 505, locker505.org. 505-294-1647. Uh, anything else for the listeners before we let you go? We just have a few events coming up. If they'll take a look at our website, we've got the Turkey Trek on Thanksgiving. Um, we have a fashion show coming up, and, you know, we've got those fundraisers to keep clothing those kids. It cost us over $100, but we clothe every kid for a week with That's about right. $125. So we've constantly – so if they want to look on our website and see if they want to participate in some of our fundraisers, we'd love to have them. You heard it there. Check out the events, locker505.org. Thank you so much for everything you do for the Albuquerque community, Kim. Well, thank you for your guys' support because we can't do it without the community. Absolutely. Awesome night here at Club Blue. John Lopez Real Estate, Cold War Banker Legacy Studio. Come down and hang out for a good cause. Come support Locker 505. When we come back, the aforementioned Way too early NBA overreactions. You're listening to The Show on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. And welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents, The Boys on a Show. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, Club Blue, Casino, Restaurant, all benefiting Locker 505 today. Get out to 8200 Carmel northeast and come have some fun for a good cause 
We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports, and we're getting our sweat on at the YMCA. Keep an eye on the Y as they're doing some really stuff in the com- cool stuff in the community, too, and we will be a big part of that. Way too early NBA overreactions. The Lakers are garbage. They're going to miss the playoffs. <laughs> knew it was coming. They're knew 130 coming. years old on average. Oh they're playing like garbage. They're going to miss the playoffs. Is that true, Robert? Not true. Not true. Not true. I, I've even had people tell me, oh, my gosh, this is the same as when we got the old Malone and old Gary Payton. Like, you guys do know they went to the finals that year, right? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> what are y'all talking about? Even with uh, not playing together, even with LeBron James' industry, industry injury, yeah, yeah. the Lakers are still 7-5. and five. They're over 500, and they're within striking distance in the Pacific. It's a very long season. Super Don't long. overreact. Super long. But that's exactly what we're doing right now. We're going to overreact. In the moment. Golden State is unbeatable. Their only one loss was a fluke, and it was the ref's fault. I don't see Golden State losing another game for the rest of the year. They're going to win 80 games. They're going to break <laughs> they're going to break their own record. Yes. They have a healthy Steph, they got a healthy Clay, they got a healthy Draymond, and they got a great supporting cast. Oh man, I've been I've watched their last 3 games. They are good. They're they're actually playing like that first championship year where they're moving the ball, no one no one's holding the ball. It's a lot of ball movement, cutting Steve Kerr has them right. But calm down, people. Let's just be real. They haven't really played anybody yet. Okay, well, they're on pace to go <laughs> 81 and 1 by my math. The 81 and 1 Golden State Warriors. What a season. Phoenix is looking good. The Clippers are looking good. The Lakers are just stumbling around, but they're still winning basketball games. Who are these Washington Wizards? Aren't they leading the East, the entire Eastern Conference? Bradley Beal versus everybody. And the Lakers stowaways. <laughs> the, the Lake, t- Lakers sloppy seconds. Yeah, the guys LeBron told to leave, get out of Hollywood. What are, what, are the wither, what are the Wizards doing? Are they still the Wizards? They are. Are they, they're uh, the, are they the Bullets? I was going to say. I forget. I have to look the Wizards are Bullets. Because <laughs> I looked at I looked at their logo and they went they went back to their old logo. I'm like, oh crap! Are they they changed their name again? And I'm referring to them as the wrong team. Well, you know it's the 75th anniversary, so all the stuff's retro. Oh, that's a good that's point. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's that makes that makes way more stuff. sense. Is this all Bradley Beal? Is this coaching? Like, how is how is Washington doing this? No, I think they really got good pieces with Montrez Harrell, um, Kuz, um, Beal. If you if you look at what Beal was doing last season. He just basically had to go out and score 35 points a game for them to lose by five. So, and also they got rid of Westbrook as well. So, I think it's more of a team thing. But since we're overreacting, calm down. I don't think they'll be one of the teams in the East at the end. Speaking of overreacting, let's overreact to the basketball itself. There's a new basketball introduced as the old contract ran out. And they're trying on a new basketball this year, and it is getting. <laughs> they're trashing it. <laughs> trash, they're, the NBA, every single team, every single player is universally trashing this basketball. Field goal percentage, 
three-point percentage, they're literally all down this year. Right. Is it the basketball? Is it the rule change? Like, what's going on? I think it's the rule change and the way that the refs are calling the games now. You know, usually there was a whole lot more free throws, slowed the game down, guys are getting rhythm better. But now they're not having any of that. I think it's – I don't – well, we're not playing, so I can't say I don't think it's the ball. We're, we're not out there playing. But I think it's more with the rule change than it is the ball. Do you remember when they, they tried to use that basketball that had, like, the dimple stripes? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's the – I saw one of those basketballs. Uh, me and Fred were shooting hoops at the YMCA, and I saw one of those basketballs. I was like, oh, my God, I thought there was a law that all these <laughs> basketballs like, had to be incinerated right. that they were so bad. Like, this, like, that basketball to me reminds me of the, the turn forward the clock jerseys. Do you <laughs> yes. remember those awful yes. baseball those jerseys? Those were horrible. Those were the worst yes. jerseys I've ever seen in my life. Like, and I say bring back the peach basket. <laughs> bring back the peach basket. You know how many baskets I have to go through? <laughs> no, but, you know, I think NBA, it's, even though it's a long season, the fans of NBA are meatheads compared to fans of baseball, Major League Baseball. Because Major League Baseball, you don't get the overreactions. You could have a team start out, not, not lose a game for the entire first month, and we'll, that fan will be like, but let's, yeah, but let's wait. Wait for it. Let's see what they are after the All-Star break. Yeah, they're, they're about to lose three out of four to the Tigers, though. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. NBA fans, your team will start out 10-1, and one, and you're like, we're the best team ever. We could have beat the 96 Bulls. That's what happens. It's an overreaction every single time. So you think Zion Williamson has to have his own half of the team playing? Is he that big that they got to balance out the whole other side of the plane? I think Zion's doing this on purpose. Yeah? Zion is just out eating. He's trying to eat his way to the Knicks. I thought he's doing. I thought you were going to say he's trying to bake Joey Chestnut's record. Fourth <laughs> <laughs> of July. Fourth of July, Zion Williamson versus Joey Chestnut oh. in the Nathan's hot dog oh. eating contest. <laughs> He should do that and then just sign his Nick contract right there after he wins. <laughs> More NBA talk when we get back. You're listening to The Boys on The Show on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. The Boys on The Show. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studios. Tonight we are at Club Blue, which just so happens to be a casino night to benefit Locker 505. There's two hours left in the fun festivities if you'd like to get out here and support Locker 505. A lot of good food, a lot of good drinks, a lot of good people, all for a good cause. We're at 8200 Carmel Northeast up here on Paseo and uh, Wyoming. It's popping. It's popping. It is popping. I had to say it. We are also powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. And... We get our sweat on at the Y. You ever been to the Y? Yes, I have. It's nice, yeah. isn't it? Yes, it's very nice. It's I used to, uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter used to, I used to take her there. It was like they had a daycare there, and it, I worked sure. right next door to it. So, very familiar. It is such a better facility than most people realize. Oh, it's nice. And when I say most people, I mean me. <laughs> because the first time I went to the Horn Branch, the Horn, we're on the, like, behind the scenes. 
me and Fred Slow, who is usually a co-host of this show. We got luckily we got Robert Gibson sitting in for him today. But we're on the board of the Y, and we work out at the Y, and uh, our home Y, my Y, is the uh, Horn Branch over there on Indian School yep. in Carlisle. And it is so much nicer. It is like a full-fledged athletic facility. It's uh, You get your train on. You can get your swole on. You can get your sprint on. Get your machine on. Get your class on. Join us at the YMCA. We're talking NBA when we left. I think we're going to continue on the NBA. But now I want to talk your thoughts on the first-year players, gotcha. the rookies. I haven't seen a lot of all of these guys, but I've had my eye on Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green, who just played each other. Yeah, they, they just did. Just played each other. Yeah. And uh, I've been watching a little bit of Jalen Suggs. So I haven't seen a lot of these guys, but what I've seen of Cade, Jalen, and Jalen, I like a lot. I saw Cade the other night. Um, he's going to be a beast. Yeah. I really believe that there a lot of a lot of people don't know about him just because the picks now the draft the NBA draft is kind of different only because of the way the NCAA is set up but that's a name you guys if you love the NBA if you love new stars I'm dubbing Cade Cunningham as being one of those people he is the truth he just stepped in and he's playing at a super high level that's what I was going to get at too he didn't need any time to, like, acclimate to the speed of the game, to the play of the game. He just steps in, and, like, he's a stud already. I've been – I'm a Fairweather fan of the Houston Rockets because, you know, I am from Houston. Like, I'm a hardcore Astros fan, but I'm a Fe- Fairweather Rockets fan. I just like interesting stories. I like to watch good games, and I like to watch fun-to-watch players. But a fun-to-watch player is rookie Jalen Green. Have you caught this kid yet? No, I haven't. He is electric. He is so much fun to watch. His cuts, his cuts and his crossovers and his dunks are so much fun to watch. i got to show you a highlight. I meant to to show you before this segment, and this is why it's been in my head. Jalen Green gets an alley-oop from way behind his head, and he's about to dunk on Detroit. He misses the dunk, unfortunately, but he grabs the ball way behind his head. So the ball is behind his head. (laughs) And his head is above the rim. Yes. And he tries to posterize. He's leaning right yes. on top of him, pushing him to the ground. But he was just like two inches away and like barely misses the dunk. I so, like these young players because, you know, with the NBA, you have a set amount of stars that are just there for so long. And a lot of people, it's hard for them to break through. I don't think this would be a problem with this class at all. I don't think so. And it was supposed to be a bad class. Yeah, I remember that. It was supposed that. to be a weak class. I remember that. But Cade Cunningham looks like the truth. Jalen Green looks like the truth. Jalen Suggs looks like the truth. And there's a lot of other really good contributors in this list that I haven't had a, a lot of time to see yet. Right before the break, we mentioned Zion Williamson, and you said he's trying to eat his way into a Knicks uniform. Yes. Is that what you really think is going on? He's trying to just get out of town? Yes. He's been putting it out there for about two seasons. Well, no, not – I want to say really got strong last season. And, you know, when they went to play at Madison Square Garden, his jaw dropped. He saw the lights, the glitz, the glamour, and also his buddy, (laughs) his best friend from Duke, plays for them. So he's going to be a Nick. 
Um, all of these nagging injuries all of a sudden coming up, it's a part of his grand scheme. You think so? I believe so. Okay. I believe so. All right. I don't. Man, when I saw him go on the court and he looked like he did, I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Did they fire all of their dietitians? <laughs> did they fire all of their trainers? What is going on? Well, he's, he's down in, like, the food mecca of the world. Right. Like, how are you going to stick him down there with all of the, the greatest foods on earth and think he's going to be in shape when he's not playing basketball. He He's not only eating. I think he's, like, chopping up and snorting beignets <laughs> down in New Orleans. <laughs> and if, if you think about it, moving to New York, it wouldn't be a big food drop-off. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they got just I mean? as many good Cajun restaurants in New York as they do in New Orleans. Exactly. There's so damn many there. For everything else. But all seriousness, I do believe he will be a Nick. Uh, he just doesn't see his future – in New Orleans. Think about it. What has that team done? Well, I mean, who's who's the big prospect? Who's the number one or number two, possibly number three draft pick next year that they're going to pair him with? Because right. New Orleans is one in 11. Yeah. They are the exact opposite of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And the way New Orleans is going right now, they're just, they're like a G League team. <laughs> For everyone else. They like, probably here. struggle to have double-digit wins. They're like, hey, <laughs> let's, Anthony Davis, I want you to practice a little bit here in New Orleans and go to a real team. Yeah. Hey, Zion, That's why don't you practice yeah. a little bit here in New Orleans? We'll, we'll put you on a real team yeah. later. Is this what's going to happen to their next first or second? Well, think about it. They did it with Chris Paul. Chris Paul got him. Well, at least he got him to the playoffs. But then he understood this is not it. Anthony Davis, the same thing. But I believe when it comes to Zion, he's realized it way earlier than they did. And, and how is New Orleans such a bad basketball city and it's such a great football city? I know, right? That's People love the Saints. People who play for the Saints organization don't want to leave. Even when they were a bad team, they yeah. still love the Saints. Even when they're a bad team, their yeah. city's got their back. And I don't see that for the Pellies. Hey, right, today's varsity. What you mentioned it? it during the break. I yep. forgot to bring it up. Since it's the 75th anniversary and since we're talking the NBA, let's do the best all-time kits in the NBA, the best all-time jerseys yes. in the NBA. Yes. All right, let's rank them next segment. We're off air at 6.30 for Lady Lobo basketball, so you get to be joined by the super talented J.J. Buck for that one. So stay with us after this program. Is Phoenix for real? No. Do you think they're just like <laughs> just barely above average? Yeah, like, I, I think they – I think Phoenix kind of took advantage of the bubble season. Okay. And with the lack of layoff. Because remember, they were – they got hot in the bubble, but they didn't have to play as long as the other teams because they got the boot. So when they came back, they were ready. Uh, this year, not so much. The team that I'm keeping an eye on, and I don't want to get overreacted to. That's what we're doing here. So well, Chicago Bulls are going to be in the finals. If we're going to Bulls will be in that's, the finals. See, that's a good way too early overreaction. The Bulls will be back. <laughs> Dude, I really like their chemistry. Oh, me too. They are really they, – they're playing together. Yes. You, know what it, you know what it looks like to me? What's up? It looks like the big three for the Celtics. Ooh. It looks like they just got just the right pieces – and they all come together. They don't have any 
number one in the league MVP yeah, superstar. See, well, but they got like three all stars who are playing so good together. Yes, I I look at what Miami Heat were in the bubble to this team. I you, see that you didn't have okay, like you, said, I you see didn't that. have the big superstar guy. Even Jimmy but Jimmy Butler's not like a superstar guy. He's like right at the cusp. Right, at, and I believe yeah, that's what right. the Bulls are doing right now it's with DeRozan, uh, Levine. Then you and throw in the Ball brother. Real talk, like basketball is better when the Bulls are doing good. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, and it's been way too long. No. All right, when we get back, the varsity of best jerseys. You're listening to the show. On 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. And welcome back, Albuquerque. You are back with us on Dave and Buster's Presents The Boys. We are live at Casino Night to benefit Locker 505 at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're out here at 8200 Carmel Northeast. You got till 8 o'clock to come out here to buy some chips and donate it to Locker 505. Locker 505 does amazing things in the Albuquerque community, clothing the underprivileged, and uh, can't endorse them highly enough. Check them out. Speaking of checking them out, you need to check out I-9 Sports if your kid is of Little League sports age because they do it better than anybody else in the business. Check out I-9Sports.com. 280. I-9-280. Welcome back to the program. On the I-9 Varsity today, we're doing the varsity of best NBA jerseys. And we're not doing right now. Right. We're not doing then. We're doing all time. All time. So let's just jump. Five let's, years. Let's just jump into it. Okay. Who do you got first? First, I'm going to say this is, this is a sleeper. I'm going with the old school Dallas Mavericks. The green, the blue, and the white. Okay. That jersey, even though I've never been a Mavericks fan, I love the way it just looks. I can see, I can close my eyes and see Rolando Blackman and Mark Aguirre. <laughs> Those dudes just coming down the court in that green, blue, and white. Is it the color combo? Is it the block letters? Is it just appeals I, well, to you somehow? It's all of that. Okay. All of that. I don't know what it was. I've always wanted that jersey. Okay. I think the only one that I'm going to pick from right now, so I'll start off with this one, is the Miami Heat alternate. Oh, yes. The Vice City. Yes. With the like the, the Miami Vice colors and like the, the vapor wave, like neon faded neon yeah the vice city jerseys their alternates those are fire those are the best jerseys in the league right now and maybe ever the way it fades to the pink from the blue oh it's so strong oh yes it's just so perfect yes all right who you got next okay i'm going back old school i'm gonna go with the orlando magic the shack version nice the Shaq version, when nice. it was black with the white pinstripes. I remember when that – because I, I remember when that franchise came. It was a new franchise. And that color scheme and just not being able to see a jersey that looks like that ever before, still nostalgic. All right, next up on my list, and yeah, 
these are all going to be from my childhood because because these are all like the coolest jerseys yeah. to me yeah. when I was a kid and when I used to wear jerseys. Mm-hmm. I can't wear jerseys now because it looks like I'm trying too hard. They're like, oh, okay, okay, you're 40, you're 40. Take off the jersey, sports. Speak for yourself. That's what. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> I got a closet full of jerseys so, that I still wear. So I. That's why I wear Jordans. Like those are just gotcha. shoes. Gotcha. If I wear a basketball jersey, like unironically, I'm gonna get some jeers. Okay, <laughs> the Phoenix Suns, the Charles Barkley Phoenix Suns, oh. and these were on like middle to late '90s. They got the big. Uh, sunset fire strip with the basketball right across the stomach yes. and the rounded letters. Like, those jerseys are absolute fire. I got one for you. The Charlotte Hornets. Oh, you beat me to it. The Charlotte oh, you jerk. Hornets oh, that. With, with Alonzo and Muggsy and Grandmama, the teal, the white, the darker blue. Those are the OGs of jerseys right there. That, you, that you, stole, you stole my last one. Oh. The Charlotte Hornets, I oh. had a Muggsy Bogues jersey. I had, <laughs> I had multiple jerseys. I'd wear yeah. them. I'd wear them until the color faded, yes. and then I'd get another one. Those are my favorite jerseys of all time. Yes. All right, next on my list, we're doing the Gary Payton and Sean Kemp Seattle Supersonics jerseys. The like, first ones that had Sonic over the Yeah, chest? when it's got yeah. the yeah, like the McDonald's arch of Sonics right across and then the number real big and bold right in the middle of the stomach. Yes. Those jerseys are fire. Those are arc- iconic. Like when I think of those jerseys, I think about Sean Kemp, like basketball, oh, yeah. just reaching back. Yes. Like making that, making that O face, like about to just bring <laughs> it on to somebody. Let me see. Okay. I'm going to go a little obscure with this one. Okay. But it's still old school. The original Denver Nuggets jersey. Strong. That had That's strong. the Denver skyline yeah. with all of the colors. Those are sweet. Oh, Alex English. Yes, those. All the, all of the colors. All right. Another one that I lusted over and then had for a while during my childhood is Vince Carter's Raptors with the giant Raptor dribbling the basketball on it and that funky, like, (laughs) 90s font on it. And they had, like, the the crooked, like, the crooked twisted numbers on the jerseys. Yeah, so Vince Carter's Raptors jersey, the purple one, of course. Not the whites, the purple ones. All right. Shout out to Outkast. Okay, here we go. put on... For these jerseys, I actually have this jersey, but instead of it saying Hawks over the front, it says apostrophe cast. Yes. And yes. on the back, I've it seen says, it. I, yeah, those are strong. That's strong work. I got work. that for Christmas last year. So the old Atlanta Hawks, when you think of Dominique Wilkins dunking on people with, with the 21 in yellow down by his stomach, red with the sh- white stripe that says Hawks in the middle. All right, since you stole my number one, <laughs> my Muggsy Bogues, Alonzo Mourning, Charlotte Hornets, Larry Johnson, Charlotte Hornets, which is my favorite all-time team that wasn't the, the Phi Slamma Jamma Houston Rockets. Besides them, I guess I'll go old school. I guess I'll go throwback for my last one since you stole my best one. <laughs> Dr. J's Nets jersey. 
with the plane, the plane nets lettering, with yes. the letters underneath it, with the, and then the, with the stars, the stars yeah, yeah. underneath the armpit. Yes. Those are like all-time goat jerseys right there. There we go. All right, you got one more. You're gonna call it. Uh, I'm gonna sound like a homer. I gotta say it. The Lakers jersey. Okay. The Showtime Lakers jersey. Yeah. The Forum Lakers jersey. A lot of people feel like they're like, oh, they've always been the same. No, there's a difference. The font is different. The lettering, the colors are different. That OG one, I need that one. That's Showtime Lakers. The yellow one, too. So when, when I talk about baseball jerseys, I don't talk about the big three to me who are the GOATs. Mm-hmm. Yankees, Dodgers, Cardinals. Gotcha. Like, those are the best three old-school all-time jerseys. So when I'm talking jerseys, I don't talk about those. Gotcha. And when I talk about basketball jerseys, I don't talk about Celtics, Lakers, and Knicks because <laughs> those jerseys have been perfect. Yes. Their, their whole franchise. Never have like, to change it. The Boston Celtics jerseys, if they ever change oh. that, if they ever change the old-school Celtics jerseys, yes. they are going to burn that stadium <laughs> to the ground. You know how pissed off Bostoners get? If they try to change those jerseys and do some kind of new yeah, school, yeah. like, okay, we could have a special Sunday jersey or Saturday jersey or um, a, a whatever alternate jersey. But if they ever change, like, the OG Celtics jerseys, that's a crime against humanity yeah, right there. the only thing they can do to those jerseys is just put, like, a stripe right here to commemorate something. That's it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today, Albuquerque. We had a lot of fun here at the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Casino Studio Restaurant, all to benefit Locker 505. Check out locker505.org. They're doing amazing things in the community. Again, we are The Show. Dave and Busters presents The Show, live from the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports, and we're doing our sweat on at the YMCA. Can't wait to see you again next Monday, Albuquerque. Have a great weekend. Love you. Bye.